Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come in. Touch my heart, touch my mind. Hide me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. Holy Ghost power will come in now. God, that you would stretch out your hand. That you would touch and fill the, till up the follow grounds of our heart to make teaching, preaching, and bringing forth revelation knowledge easy and receptible for your people, oh God. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would go before us as you always do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be the different, the different stages of change or transformation. You need to understand there's different things and you have multiple people that's in the church. Everybody's going through some type of change or some type of stage of transformation in their lives. And you have to recognize that stage or transformation or change is only for a season because you got to remember just like there's four seasons in the earth there's four winds in the earth but then there's four stages of transformation within an animal we're going to be talking about the butterfly so you need to understand what is happening and what is going on in your life and a lot of times we don't understand how God moves just like he does different stages in an animal or different stages in the elements of wind and season, there's also a replica or civilization of what you're going to face in your life. But people, when their things happen in their life and they don't understand that this is just a season or a change that they're in, they get stuck in one season and then they don't grow. But you need to understand in your life that everything is not going to stay the same. And if you're a person that does not like change, you're going to suffer through a season that you really shouldn't be able to because you failed to change and realize that God was not condemning you or judging you. He was just bringing into your new season of beginning. Every time a season comes, there's a season of change in your life. And because you don't understand this, you're suffering in a place that you really should be thriving or prospering. You can also thrive and prosper in a season of winter or fall when things are changing or when it's cold and things are laying dormant in your life. But because you don't understand that, you stay stuck. You're in the summertime and the July, but yet you're having a January or March experience and you don't understand what is happening in your life. I looked up the word stage, a point, period, or step in a process or development. So God is really developing you in this stage of change or this stage of transformation. I looked up the word change. It says make. Make me over, God. Change me to who you want me to be. I want to be in the form and the engine for Jesus Christ. But yet when the hand of God moves in your life, you reject the change or the process that he's taking you through in your life because you're looking at somebody else's vineyard or spring, summer, winter, fall and comparing it to your own. So then you get mad at God and get stuck because you fail to understand what God is saying. Transformation 
information. It says a thought or drastic or dramatic change in form or appearance. He's, he's trying to change or transform us by the different things that's happening in our life more into the image of Christ Jesus. But you're so busy trying to be uh, a twin like somebody else that you never come up into the truth and knowledge of who God is and you never appreciate who God is and what God has done in your life because you're stuck in somebody else and trying to be a, uh, a triplet or a tri uh, or a twin. Because you're moving and doing what they're doing, so you're never understanding who you are. And then when the storm progresses, or the things in the storm of that season in your life, spring, summer, winter, fall, when those things progress in your life, you don't know who you are, but yet you don't know who your creator is. So therefore, you're stuck in this process of change, or transformation. And you only copying a mimicking what you see in somebody else. Because people don't appreciate or feel that God has left something out in me. So therefore, I'm always going to mimic what I think that I should be in life. But you need to understand he's perfect in all his ways. He don't make no mistakes. You need to understand something. You need to grab a hold of what God has put inside of you so that you will understand who you are and your importance in the kingdom of God. But because you are in church 20, 30 years and feel like you're nothing in God because you don't know who you are. We're talking about the stages of change and transformation. The butterfly changed. There's, there's four stages during their life. You got the egg, lava, and that is the, it says the um, caterpillar. Then you got pupa, P-U-P-A, what is the chrysalis? Stage, and then you got the adult, and that and it becomes a butterfly. I'm gonna break you about the different cycles of a uh, life of a butterfly, so you could understand. But then we're gonna still talk about the four winds of change or the four shiftings in your life that you fail to understand. And knowing that God does not leave anybody out that calls upon the name of the Lord in order for you to truly be saved, for a sinner to be saved, or a backslider, you must call out to God in whatever distress state that you find yourself in. You're gonna find people in the Bible that called on the name of God, even though they were saved, born again, and sanctified. But every season calls up requires a different call. That call could be a shout of glory. That call could be a shout of destruction and damnation. That call can be a shout of being wounded and painful in your situation. That call could be, I just thank you for whatever it is that you're doing because I know the next season is going to be greater. You need to understand who you are and the different stages in your life that it's going to be because nobody stays the same in Christ Jesus. And if you stay the same in Christ Jesus, you stop growing in Christ Jesus. The egg, which is stage one. The female butterfly lays the eggs on the surface of a leaf or a stem. It says right here, the popular lava form 
of a butterfly known as the caterpillar gradually grows inside the egg. These eggs hatch according to the favorable conditions of outside. So you have an egg, and there's something called lava that forms around the egg. And we're going to be talking about the chrysalis, or the lava stage of it. You need to understand about the lava, excuse me, the caterpillar stage of the lava. And you need to see this. And it says here, the lava, or in this case, a caterpillar that hatches, goes into an eating rampage. So after the egg gets hatched, then there's a, a nourishing part where it can grow and mature. So this is the lava or the caterpillar. This is the formation of your life when you started in the womb of your mother. Because if you notice, everything starts with some type of egg or format in the earth or encasing of something. So everybody is encased in something before they come through the womb because God got to protect you. And then whatever um, thing that he's bringing you forth, you need to know that there's a protection. There's a covering around you. In every animal, in every creature. It says they eat moth and repeat that process continuously. I looked up moth. It says of an animal. It says shed old feathers, hair, skin, or an old shell to make way for a new growth. So you encased in this lava because of the growth process. Because you're in a place that you're you're really not uh, at the next stage, but he's got you in a holding place where he's feeding you. And he's got the encase around you. And there's something about animals and trees that's different than humans because they do not have a brain or a conscience. A lot of times in life, God is trying to protect us and keep us because we're not mature, but seem like we'll step outside of that protection. Then it starts your growth because God cannot protect something that don't want to be protected because animals and, animals and trees, livestock don't have a decision-making process on their own. A dog, cat, or whatever it is, or some type of animal, the parents is always protecting them. The lions and all that, and it protects them. And that bear, you touch that club, that bear will go after you and kill you. Or a lion or a tiger. But unlike humans, of the free will nature that we have and he's given us, we'll step outside of the stage that God is trying to protect us in. In this lava, on the caterpillar stage, which is stage two, it says the caterpillar eats its way out of the egg and then continues to eat plants in the outside world. It says right here, they eat 
change and do something different. We in Christ Jesus, the rules, are, it says the rules to fix our situation are the things that, fix, that we want to fix in our life. You start making those decisions because you don't trust the process or the stage or the transformation that God has you. So you come out and want to eat something else. That's why you got a lot of baby Christians that here they have and everywhere else because they have not understood that you don't have a hearing and a sounding in God until you're developed in his word. My sheep know my voice, no other way they follow. We may not necessarily hear the voice of God, but we got the unction of the Holy Ghost and we got the word to root and ground us. That's why we could be a tree planted by the rivers of living water that we shall not be moved. That's why we're in a constant process that God is washing us with the word, cleansing us. Then there's the next stage of the butterfly. And it's the chrysalis or pupa. The caterpillar forms a vessel around it called the pupa. Inside the pupa, the caterpillar gradually grows and develops. During this stage, the pupa creates skin around the vessel that makes the, it says, external hard. The chrysalis protects the pupa until it transforms into a butterfly and bring, in a sense, and breaks out of its vessel. A lot of times we're not mature because we do not understand the process of God because we have not become into that mature state. But until you come into that mature state, you're going to have to do the process that God has given you. And even after that, you still have to follow God's orders and rules and regulations. That's why a lot of times we self-destruct because we break the flow and we break the process that God has given us in life. Listen to this. It says pupa, a chrysalis, it says an insect in its inactive, immature form between lava and adult. Because stage four is the adult stage. So you are still immature. You're not fully developed, but yet you're not in the egg stage. So God is trying to constantly feed your soul. He does not feed your flesh, nor does he answer what your flesh says. But your soul speaks volumes in the kingdom of God. Immature, not fully developed. And a lot of times we don't understand that. In your walk with God, you go through immature stages in Christ Jesus. Everybody does. But you continue to feed on the word. You continue to stay under the ark of safety until God brings you into that place. And when he brings you in that place of maturity, you know not to leave your master. Because you understand where your source lies. But some of us don't realize that we are in a process or a journey. The Bible says it's the one that not runs the race the fastest, but the one that endures, endure what? The fourth season of your life. The truth, the four transformations. 
But we don't understand that I got to take you here. And I was reading this the other night. And a lot of times we want to know why we do not mature. Why we do not become who we are in God because one thing about it is God knows from the womb. He's already, before you even came in your mother's womb, God had already took a snapshot of your life. Uh, he already knows what's already in you. And we don't understand that we cannot run a game on God. You can run a game on yourself. You can run a game in any area of your life. But when it comes down to the things of God, you cannot manipulate God. You cannot do all of these things that you want to do and think that God is going to bless you and do anything that he wants you to do because you're not in that stage in your life that you really understand who you are. And I'm trying to get the first Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. I'm going to go to first Thessalonians 5. And I want you to understand what this is truly about. Because a lot of times we don't understand the process. Go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Now many. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you. You cannot sanctify yourself. Can't nobody sanctify you but Jesus Christ and it's all done according to your heart and acknowledgement of who he is at all times in your life. You completely. And may your whole spirit body and soul be, it says right here, preserved blameless. At the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we done the study, it talks about the body, the soul, and the spirit. It talks about the body. People stay in their emotions. And the soul is where we hold the, the, um, the damage or the punishment, the hatred, or the anger. But the five senses open the doors for you to get wounded. So therefore you stay in that wounded state in your season of transformation. Or when somebody rules you because they're walking in the flesh and then you take what they say and you stay there. But as long as you live in this earth, Whatever man planted that, what he also should reap. You may have planted hatred and destruction in somebody else, but when that season came along and you had to reap what you sowed, but then you're looking forgiveness for them, but yet you don't want to give them forgiveness. It works both ways. When you understand that you were a sinner and that you were wretch undone and you were saved and washed through the things of Jesus Christ, you understand that immature person or that person that's not in that season that you're in. But I can reflect and not judge you with my heart and my mind because I was once a sinner. I was a once a person that was working in the in the body and understanding how that these things in my spirit got me down. 
to perfection. And that's being in the spiritual realm with the things of God. But see, a lot of times we don't understand it, so we stay in a certain season in our life and we do not change. Body, soul, and spirit. And the soul is where we house our thoughts and our emotions and our pain. But God deals with us according to our mature level in him. God is not going to allow a storm to overtake Trinity knowing that she cannot escape. He will cover her and protect her in that lava because he knows she's not ready. Because you've got to understand what he did with Job. He knew that Job could go through it. So God allows different things in our lives because he knows that you can go through it and that you're going to get the knowledge and the experience of Jesus Christ and knowing that the enemy that you're dealing with because the latter days church is going to be totally different than this former church because they don't understand spiritual warfare. They think the devil is all smiles and grins like he is on TV. And that's the way the church sees it because they have allowed their body, the five gateways, to, to open up demonic doors in their lives. So they don't really see the enemy as who he really is. They don't put what, he want, what they want on the face of an of a, of a enemy or the person that's persecuting you. And it could be good or bad, but you don't understand that you're being manipulated in your mind. You have to first be manipulated in your mind. Satan just don't get in your heart. He gets in your mind. He works in the flesh because he's in this earth. You need to understand some is how your body articulates it and then allows it to go into your soul and then you operate on those things. You need to understand something. I ain't never seen Satan just take somebody's soul like that. He'll come in and try to take your mind out. He'll do all kind of things and afflict the body and all of these things to open up the door so he can get to the soulish person and that you're never going to walk him into the spiritual nature of things. You need to understand how this thing works. So stage four. The cycle of a butterfly is the adult stage. The most prominent of Wikipedia says important or famous stage known to a human being is the adult stage. Where the chrysalis breaks out of the vessel with, it says right here, with beautiful um, scaly wings. And I looked up scaly the cover of skin dry and flaky. You need to see and understand what all of these things is about. And then it talks about this, and it says once it pumps blood into the wings, the butterfly flies in search of food and other butterflies to mate with. And that's very interesting, it talks about the blood giving life to fly. whatever situation you are in. 
And I went to 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. I'm going to give you two translations. I'm going to give you the New King James Version, and I'm going to give you the NIV Version. 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. Let me give you what the NIV Version says. When I was a child, I talked like a child, and I thought like a child. It's all in the mind. It's all in your maturity level. It's your thoughts that hold you into your situation or, or your drought season that you're having. Because why would God nourish a season that he's called you out of? When the Israelites went out there and Moses struck the rock, it flooded it. It wasn't just a little water. There were thousands of people out there. But in your mind, he just struck and, and the water just came out and everybody just, uh-uh. It was not what you saw in your faucet. Because your thoughts have put God into a small place because he does big things. And when he brings it forth, he, he drowns out all the things that even tormented you. Everything that was in your mind and your thoughts, your five gateways, he drowns all of that stuff out. He even floods your heart with his presence and pops new life and blood in you. You need to understand this thing. But when Bishop Paul Martin saw the south, flood the gates, the floodgates, he had a revelation. What God done for them in the wilderness. King James Version. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man or an adult in Christ Jesus, because God is trying to get you to a place that I sharpen I, but first he's the true I. He's the true vine. He's the blacksmith that blows the coal on the fire to create an instrument for his glory. Isaiah tells you that. God is trying to make you in whatever stage of life that you're in. But you don't want him to make you. You want him to make you to what something else is. And when you reject Christ, then you pick up another God to make you who they want you to be. And you want to walk around while you got all kind of issues and all kind of head problems, stomach problems, every kind of financial problems in your life because you're not in the season. God does not de has not designed for anybody to go through and not have provisions. You need to understand something. We're suffering the same persecution as the world because we took on the world likeness an image huh, of all of these things huh, that the world is doing is in the church. We've taken on the same likeness and image huh, and mindset and thought process. I look for one to stand watch. He said, but I couldn't find nobody to man the gate. Was there anybody going to be a guard? through the midnight hours. But have you ever gone from a summer month to a winter month? It seemed like you wake up one day and it's cold, but God says, are you gonna be just like them soldiers out there in Europe, in Maryland when they're 
they still stand God no matter what the weather is. One of the things about it is going from one transition to the next. That is the hardest thing that you will understand. Wait a minute. My mind, my body, my spirit huh, has to congest to the season that I'm in. Huh? And sometimes we stay frozen in time because we don't realize huh, that God is bringing about a change and a transformation. There's a window. Huh? You need to understand something. Huh? You got to stay in your watch. Huh? You got to man your post at all times and knowing that God huh, is already there with you. Huh? But because you got cold huh, or the season changed to fall huh, and things around you huh, were scattered around you and the leaves and the trees and the branches just broke off. Huh? You didn't understand huh, or when the tornado and the wind came huh, in different seasons of your life. Huh? But no matter what comes in your life, huh, God promises still stays the same. Huh? It could be a summertime and a flood. Huh? It could be a wintertime and it could be a flood. Huh? The signs and times are changing. But you cannot adjust. Because you don't trust God. And what he's allowing in your life. But whether you accept it or, or reject it, it does not change. He says, I'm a God, I change it not. You need to understand something. He said, I'm a man that I should not lie. Nor the son of man that I should repent. If I said it, I'm going to make it good. You need to understand something. You got to wait until your change comes. But when you do all these things outside of will of God, he's not obligated to protect you. Let's talk about the four winds. We're going to be talking about the east wind, the west wind, the north wind, the south wind. They all do certain things. And we need to understand this. The east wind. And you can go to Jeremiah 4, 11 through 12 for this. Job 1 and 19, Exodus 14 and 21, Psalms 48 and 7. This wind brings correction and judgment against the forces of darkness. It is a strong, violent, scorching, dry wind from the desert. It says not to cleanse, not to, it says window, but to destroy. There's always something in your life that needs an east wind. Because some things you do not want to pass down. And we don't understand this. The east wind destroyed the house in Job 1 and 19. And it's talking about Job's children and their wicked demon ways. Verse 18, it says, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and reported, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind swept it from the, it says swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house, it collapsed on the young people and they are dead. He talks about, and I alone was left to escape. 
but we don't want the east wind because we're comfortable where we are. And don't you dare touch it. But one thing that I learned as I'm coming into the next stage of my life, because I'm not fully grown into the adult butterfly, but in this pupus, a crisply stage, and I know that I'm eating rapidly on the things of God. And I know that um, my eggs and everything that God has put inside of me is going to be favorable for my condition. And I understand that the trials and tribulations that I have faced in my life is preparing me for the next stage of my life. And I understand that some things cannot go. Because I don't know no one that has served God and look back. He already told you not fit for the kingdom of God. But so many people get stuck in different stages of their life. Because even I know that when the summer comes, the, the fall is going to come and my flowers are going to wither and dry. I cannot worry about how much money I paid Lowe's or Home Depot. But what matters is what God is going to do. And then if I plant the right things, those annuals are going to come back. You need to stop buying perennials because guess what? They're going to cancel out because they cannot wither the things of the storm. Then there's a what? The west wind. This wind, it says, brings deliverance and mercy. 1 Kings 18, 43-45. It is a strong wind that brings rain from the sea. After the showdown at Mount Carmel, in his mercy, God sent the rain to end the three-year famine in the land of Samaria. Because I understand after Adam gone through and done the best that I can, to bring a change. And it's going to wash all my tears away. But because of his deliverance and his mercy, all I got to do is just go through the changes of my life. But we don't want to do that. But we want to stay there with the very thing that keeps us bound. And, and because we got those five gateways open and we continue to allow that same thing to put all of this trash in your soul. But isn't it strange that when we know that somebody is abusing us or whatever it is in our lives, huh, let's just use the devil. Huh, but we'll stay there to defend him at all costs, no matter what, because we don't understand that they are against us because we haven't come into a maturity. So the way that I think, and act represents my maturity loving God. So God will let you stay there. Because he, he, one of the things about it, your situations, your lessons that God is trying to take you and bring you from, it's all based on your maturity loving God. So God says, guess what? She did not, or he did not go when he's supposed to. Now I'm going to allow the same season to come. But it's going to be harder. Because they not let me bring judgment or a final um, outcome to their situation. 
Because when the judge comes in and judges the situation, that's the final. Everybody in the land has to abide by what the judge said. But see, you, because you don't understand Jesus, and, and he's the righteous judge, and you understand and took a, a whole nother thing that's in the land, which is the devil, because he's the king of, and the God of this earth. Now you're looking for him, who you solely have already pledged your allegiance to. And then when that thing says, guess what, I'm going to take care of you, you just drew this. Cause having killed, cause destruction here. And then I'm going to take care of you. But when that judge that's in this earth judges your situation and you think he's going to be loyal to you because you were so loyal to him but you'll find that that's why you get broken hearted that's why you get discouraged because Satan can jump into anybody mama tell you something one thing about Satan he's going to send you what you like not what you're going to love and he'll dress it up the way that you like and when you walk into it and God will be saying and sending the prophet but because your mind and your spirit is made up and you're stubborn minded God will let you go through that season because you didn't let him judge it. See, he was on your side judging the devil for what he's done to you. But because you took up the rules and, and constitutions of this land, now God has to back away because he's a gentleman. After God's judgment against the enemy, every chain that was forged, every stronghold erected, every bondage must be destroyed, annihilated. But you didn't do that because you let the God and the judge of this land judge your situation because you pledged allegiance to it. So God is not obligated. Let's talk about the north wind. This wind brings the calming, soothing presence of God, driving away all that was against you. Their God will appear with the latter and formal rings. Hosea 6 and 3. Songs of Solomon 4 and 16. It says, awake, O north wind, and come thus south. Blow upon my garden, that my spices thereof may flow out. Because the spices, they have an aroma or a scent. Because sometimes you need God to blow a freshness in your house or in your spirit. Some of the church air calls it a fresh anointing, a new wind of the spirit to blow a freshness in and blow that old stuff out. Because in the springtime, what did everybody do that has a house or apartment? They open the windows because they're blowing out the old. And the freshness of the coming season has not fully come yet, but it's on its way. So I'm opening the windows. So he can flood into my gates with thanksgiving. The south wind. This wind brings prosperity, blessings, provisions, and restoration. After the enemy years of havoc, totally destroying. what I built up, but I didn't know the havoc was coming by the hands of God working on my behalf. Because sometimes God would send judgment to judge something to bring it out. See, this is what, I'm going to tell you something. God, he's mysterious. Israel was doing wrong for years. 
God raised up an army or a nation to come in and take them. After Israel got the correction, then he judged that nation. Because that's the God he is. What he raised up against you to teach you the lesson, that's the same thing he would judge to get it away from you. After the enemy years of panic, there is left much pain and devastation. We talked about 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. You got the body, the soul. He's renewing you. The last wind, he was allowing it to blow. A calmness. And, a, and a, it was like a hope coming. Now he says, I'm going to manifest my glory. I'll let you feel it, but now, in this wind right here, I'm going to let you see it. manifestation and your blessings. Something that you can feel, touch, and see. Because he has to close what was in the body. The five senses, he also used it, what? To bring manifestation. You will see it, hear it, touch it, feel it. Because now you lining up with God. The Adam nature has been dealt with. So the very thing that I created, I manifested it in a new way. With a new spirit, a new likeness, a new transformation, a new change. So, so those five things in the body, now the soul is being restored. I'm giving you a new mind. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. And he's giving you a double portion of his nine gifts of the Holy Ghost power. He's dealt with the first things in Galatians. He's bringing strength. But you need to understand how God works. He done dealt with the flesh. Now he's bringing you into a whole nother place that you'll be able to fight the enemy. Go to Ephesians. I'm going to start. Verse 13. Put on the whole armor. But I just want to read you a snippet of what this fresh anointing is going to do. What this south wind is going to bring. Because it's going to bring you prosperity. It's going to bring you blessing. It's going to bring you provisions. It's going to bring you restoration. But you're going to be able to ward off the enemy better. You're going to be able to put on the whole arm of God. That you will be able to withstand. Like you've never done. In the evil times in which you were in. Or in the transition of not knowing or understanding what God is doing. But your faith will be able to stand and say, I know this is a transition from one season to the next. And I know God got the situation. I don't have to fret or worry. 
But I can stand still and see the salvation of God because I know he's on my side. I could do that. I could put on the breastplate of righteousness. I could shine. I could let him shine my foot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That means I can walk in peace through my different stages of life, huh? my different uh, transformation of life circumstances. These different cycles that, I, that God is putting me through. I, I don't have to judge and take on the God of this world. I can stay rooted. He told Peter that the gates of hell will not prevail. You can do all of this. The shield of faith. That the fiery dots will not overtake you. The helmet of salvation. You can do all of these things. That your flesh is not working. You need to know who you are in God. But when you don't know, you walk around blinded and naked. Because if you're blinded, you might as well be naked. Because there's nothing covering you. There's nothing out there protecting you in that weak stage of your life. There's no lava. There's nothing there. You're just laying open out there. In your growth stage. And you don't understand that God cannot protect something. That's not in his will. And we don't understand in that Christly stage. I'm not fully grown, but yet I'm almost there. But we don't understand what God is doing and we doubt him through the process. There is left much pain and devastation, poverty and life. That's why he's restoring us. We're still talking about the soft wind. He's restoring your armor, your shield, your breastplate. He's making you fit more for the army and the battle is ahead. The battle's ahead. Because sometimes you think, oh, I just went through this battle. There's going to be many battles, many of the affliction of the righteous, but God delivered. Me out of them all, all of my distresses, my cries and my troubles. Because I waited for God. In my waiting, when I couldn't see what God was doing, but he was up to something. And I had to understand that my weapons of warfare were not carnal, but they were mighty in God through the pulling down of strongholds when the enemy came and pulled my helmet of salvation off to make me think who think and, and, and doubt in my thinking, in my immature state, in my childish state.
You need to see this. What he was doing. And he was renewing me and strengthening me. But I could not see what God was doing behind the scene. And it caused me to be wayward. It caused me to doubt who God was in my life. But listen to this. Ephesians 3 and 20. I'm reading the NIV version, and I'm going to read the New King James Version. Now to him who is able to do immeasurable. I said, good God Almighty. Immeasurable. There's no limits or boundaries. In a heavenly state, your faith supersedes everything in the earth realm. And you are in heavenly places with him because your faith has soared. You're in the third heaven now. You're not in the first heaven, which is the earth, the second heaven where you just in mid-air spinning in, in the atmosphere. See, that's what the storm did to you. But after you made a stand, he takes you to heavenly places. More than all we can ask or imagine. It's not even my fault range because he expanded me. He has enlarged my territory. I'd have left heaven in my, in my spiritual mind. In my spiritual body. And what I see do not affect my faith. Because it's sealed and protected in God. According to his power. According to his power. According to his will. According to his word. According to his promise. I will withhold no good thing for those who live and act. Believe me. According to his power, that is at work within us, within us. But we don't see that. But the New King James Version says what is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. We need to see God. who he is. The different stages of change are transformation. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name. I pray amen.